At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From 28 yards away for an Aggie upset win. And it's good. He got it. The second largest crowd in the history of this stadium has seen the upset of the number one team in the country. And Seth Small comes up big. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gillio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network, brought to you as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Thursday. We're getting lightning bets in about 20 minutes. Right now, let's talk some college football here. Michael Felder joins us from uh, Stadium College Football Analyst. And, of course, his newsletter, It's Felder, twice a week to your email when you subscribe, including some recipes in there. I think there's one about biscuits up I saw. There's, I think, a new one coming out today with cilantro wings. So I can't wait to uh, get some recipe ideas, football food, with Michael Felder. But first, let's talk some college football. Michael, welcome back to the show. And and we heard it there, the uh, the A&M Alabama call from last week, which turns college football upside down. Uh, level of 1 to 100, 1 being not shocked at all, 100 being floored. Where were you as Texas A&M finished that thing off? Probably, uh, I, I, honestly, probably around like a 65-70 because it was less about the finish but more about Jimbo's attitude. We've seen him play Nick Saban before. We've seen him play big games like this before, and he's always consistently been conservative. And then in this game, we saw him do what you have to do to beat Alabama, which is be aggressive. A week before, we saw Lane Kiffin try to be aggressive and then miss on those fourth downs and not be able to put together drives that got him in position to win. Jimbo was able to complete those drives. He was able to continue to push the ball down the field vertically. He was able to continue to put stress on Alabama. And so for me, that was the, that's the why I'm, I'm, I'm going, let's call, I'll go 70. I'll, I, that's why it's a 70 for me, because I'm not 100% shocked because a and has got a really good roster and a very good defense. But I was surprised because Jimbo Fisher did something that we hadn't seen him do before. It's amazing. Pro level, college level, these aggressive coaches are being rewarded early in the season with some big time victories. Okay, top of mind with me right now in college football is the Heisman, actually. And it's because the athletic straw poll that was released earlier this week. Now, Michael, this this straw poll has uh, helped me in the past. It helped me realize, oh, Devontae Smith is going to run away with this Heisman, and I could still find him at five to one. Well, to the surprise of some, the leader in this straw poll that the athletic uh, updates throughout the year is Kenneth Walker from Michigan State, who you can now find at 20 to 1 in all the conversation. Bryce Young, Matt Corral, those guys are fourth and fifth right now. Uh, do you, would you put Kenneth Walker first? 
So this is a two. There, I have two separate answers here. Yes, I would put Kenneth Walker first. I think he has been a massive revelation in college football this year. A guy who is paired with a team that lets him do the things that he does better. He's getting the ball deeper than he was getting it against Wake Forest. We all know about the claw fence, right, where they kind of ride that mesh point for a long time. He's getting the ball deeper, so he has more vision, and now he can use that vision to go make more plays. I think he's been remarkably phenomenal. The problem and the difference between him and Devonta Smith is that Alabama team was always going to win that national championship. That Alabama team was going to stay ranked number one. That Alabama team was going to move through all this. And I wonder how that impacts Michigan, a Michigan State player mm-hmm. because they still have Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State on that schedule. And if he absorbs two losses, I don't know how the voters are going to react to that despite the fact that he might still be the best player or, or, or you know, the most outstanding player in the country. Hmm. Yeah, it's a great point. Over 900 yards, nine touchdowns. They're number 10. They're undefeated. But that schedule is very difficult. And who knows where they'll land, if in the top 10 or outside of it. But, uh, Michael, let's talk about the top 10. Let's talk about what's changed here in terms of the national title title picture. Obviously, Georgia's the best team right now. There's no question about that. After that, it's completely up in the air. Alabama still lurks. And Cincinnati's undefeated. Iowa's there. What do you make of this? I mean, do, do you see any paths to clarity here do you think we're in for a free fall right down to the end of this season in terms of who gets in this playoff assuming george is going to be there with those other you know whoever those other three teams are do you think do you have some clarity in your head or you think this is totally wide open i've got clarity i um listen i I, that's how i feel like i i got some pushback on this from folks but I, i don't think a lot has changed i think realistically what we're dealing with is uh, the only disruptor that we currently have is Iowa because I don't count Cincinnati as a disruptor uh, because they're a team that was ranked top eight coming into the season. So we always knew Cincinnati was going to be a part of the equation. Honestly, we've had more disruption downward, right? With Iowa State, number seven, they're not in the picture anymore. UNC, number 10, they're not in the picture anymore. Miami, number five, number 15, excuse me, they're not in the picture anymore. So the diff- we've swapped out Clemson for Iowa, and then from there – Alabama still controls if they get into the playoff or not. Georgia obviously controls. Penn State controls. Ohio State controls. Oregon controls. These teams all kind of control if they're going to get into the playoff or not. And it's going to be very interesting. I think one of the – I'm not going to say the worst things, but I think one of the more disheartening things – if you're a Cincinnati fan, I think one of the most disheartening things is going to be if Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC championship game – they're both of those teams are going to be in and then they're going to look around and they're going to see Ohio state and they're going to see Oklahoma or they're going to see Oregon or whoever it is. It's Cincinnati might be left out in the cold. And I think that's, that to me is it's part of the course based upon what we've seen already, but it's also frustrating because they're right there. They're, they're tasting the sweet fruit. And if you don't get to finish it, I think that's going to be the real problem here. So that's going to be, it'll be interesting, but Given the controversy at Oklahoma now with the quarterback position and, and, oh. and people, <laughs> what was the student reporter with Spencer Rattler, right? Like it's, it's, the binoculars? Going on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So, a kind of a follow up there. Uh, we're in Big Ten country, and you look up at the Big Ten right now, not that it matters, but the AP poll, we've got half, half the AP poll in the top 10. Is Big Ten teams. Is there a scenario? I, I know what you just laid out about, about all the teams um, controlling their own destiny, but is there a scenario where there are two Big Ten teams in the playoff? I, 
Here's the problem with that. The only way that that can make sense as a scenario is if it's – there are only two – I think there are only two scenarios – well, two, three, three. Because we have what? We're dealing with three undefeated teams, right? Michigan, Mm -hmm. Michigan State, Iowa. So we have three undefeated teams. We have two one-loss teams, Penn State, Ohio State, that, I'll be honest, they're bigger brand names with the exception – they're, they're, Michigan is a bigger brand name than Penn State, but Ohio State's the biggest brand name that we probably have in college sports that isn't Notre Dame. So we're looking at if a Michigan team loses to an Iowa team but is still in the running, now, we, now we're looking at them maybe getting in in that regard. I don't think Michigan State has that same cachet to take a loss and then still have an opportunity to get in without winning the Big Ten Championship, which would mean that Iowa, who I also don't think has the same cachet, has the ability to get in. So I think that's what we're looking at because if Ohio State loses at all, and that's the other part of this equation, all this like all this transit, all, like, all these narrative rules, like the whole rules. If Ohio State is to get into the, the college football playoff, that means that at least at the minimum, Michigan, Michigan State are one loss teams. Iowa becomes a one loss team that doesn't win the conference championship, and Penn State is now a two loss team. Really hard to see them getting two teams in in that scenario, unless it's a very close game against Iowa in the Big Ten Championship. Um, so I, I'm looking at it from a scenario standpoint. Same thing. If Michigan State goes undefeated, that means that Iowa will have ob- obviously lost the football game. Penn State will now be a two-loss team. Ohio State becomes a two-loss team. Michigan is a one-loss team. And I guess maybe that's a scenario where you can kind of put Michigan up in there while Michigan State's in there. But I think it's really – I don't know. It's going to be very interesting, especially because – None of those teams, with the exception of Ohio State, I believe, have the name cachet, but also are built in a way that people are in awe of. I also think Ohio State kind of being off the radar has polluted people's perception of what they are. Like the last, the last image people have of Ohio State is their game against, um, uh, against Oregon, and they don't realize that this team is a lot better than that team was. And that's another part of how – resources or how attention is um, divided within the, 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 within the same sport. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a great point. Yeah, the Big Ten, it's, it's going to be fascinating watching down the stretch. Let's circle back here, Michael. We, we kind of touched on it there. The student reporter, Oklahoma, binoculars, um, Rattler out, Caleb Williams in. What do you make of, of what's going on in Oklahoma, the switch of quarterback? We, you know, it's been so choppy. They, they keep winning, but the, it's just not been what they expected, not what anyone expected out of Spencer Rattler. They make the switch. They're trying to keep it under wraps this week. And, and obviously uh, a pair of binoculars tells us what's going on over there. Yeah, one, I think that's intrepid reporting, right? I think that's the word you'd use for that. Uh, so really cool. But at the same time, and Lincoln Riley obviously shutting it down was let us know that, oh, there's something, something, uh, the game is afoot. And so the big thing for me is it's not better or worse. And I hope people understand that. I hope Spencer Rattler understands that um, at the core of this, right? It's, I hope Spencer Rattler understands it's not better or worse. It's different. And the difference I went through and I've watched that game a couple of times. The difference is the way that Texas's second level defenders react to Spencer Rattler is different than the way they react to Caleb Williams. And what I mean by that is you have, they got a Oklahoma got a first down inside the five yard line should have been a touchdown, but on that give Spencer Rattler backs out of the play so he's not a threat, which means the linebacker doesn't take an extra step or extra two steps over, which means that linebacker can recover and make a play to tackle that guy before they score that touchdown. Now, it doesn't matter. They score a touchdown later. In theory, it doesn't matter. But the reality is, as you watch the game and you see kind of the sum of the parts, the run game for Oklahoma is opened up by playing 11 on 11 football. They have gotten a lot done with the threat of 11-on-11 football without it being actual 11-on-11 football. This is the first year that they've needed the quarterback run because the offensive line needs help. That long touchdown that Caleb Williams scored, guess what? That was 11-on-11 football because he has elite – in theory, they're an 11 personnel. So they have one running back, one tight end. And then you bring your nickel package into the game and you're good to go. And you'll be – we got everything covered – the quarterback's just going to hand it off or the quarterback's going to throw it. But on that long touchdown, that quarterback runs and you get an extra blocker. It's not just the five offensive linemen, the one tight end, and plus your – it's not just the five offensive linemen and the one tight end. It's also the running back is a lead blocker on that play. And because you get that extra blocker, you get body on body on body, and now he can skate to the end zone. And I think that's a, those are the two big things. Him as a run threat with design run plays for him with lead blocking gives him more space, and it gives you a numbers advantage when it comes to running the football. And then the other part is the threat of him running makes guys act out of character or makes guys wait a little bit longer because you have to check him on every single zone give to the left. The right side of that defense is not closing down because they're worried that he might pull and get out of the gate. And I think that's the difference. It's not better or worse. It's just different. And when you have offensive line issues, playing 11-on-11 football can go a long way. Michael, of uh, this weekend's matchups, whether 
talking domination, uh, possible upset, high scoring, low scoring. What is your uh, strongest opinion of any specific matchup uh, this weekend? Oh, this weekend, this is a, first of all, this is a good weekend. So strongest opinion. Oh, I don't, uh, one, I guess I'll say if Marshall loses on Friday, I don't, I don't know that I, I, I just think, say that I was completely wrong about that football team just in general. Um, but strongest opinion is probably Florida's going to destroy LSU. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's a tight if spread. That's, if that's the take. Huh? I said that that's that's a tight spread, and and then we're yeah. talking about when Coach O's gone, right? Yeah, I, I think because look, you lose Elias Ricks, obviously Stingley is out. You lose Boutte. This is a team that cannot run the football. Florida's a team that they've stumbled. Obviously, uh, the Bama loss really kind of felt like it broke their spine a little bit, but they've recovered, and then the Kentucky loss was just, man, we could talk Kentucky-Georgia too because I'm very excited about that game. That's the game I'm probably looking forward to the most this weekend. But if you talk about strongest opinions, I do think that Florida, uh, with the way that they run the football, with the tempo that they play at, with their desire to press and press and press and press and press, I think that LSU is going to be – they're coming up against a team that is going to break out of sort of a a, – slump's not the right word because I know they won this past weekend, but – they're going to break out and, and, and get a win that just where they where people are like, oh yeah, this team is impressive. Michael, quickly about thirty seconds. The uh, the Bolton is it's Felder. What what are the uh, what recipes are we going to get this back? I saw biscuits. I, you tweet about some cilantro wings that, that you're going to put up there soon. Give us a, a quick heads up on the next uh, recipes that are coming. Yeah, I had a wild Tuesday, Wednesday, like getting countertops measured and everybody disrupted my schedule. So the bulletin's coming out at daylight, usually comes out on Wednesday. But the big thing for me, uh, it's felder.bulletin.com. We're doing, I, I made smoked some jalapeno cilantro lime wings this week. They're really refreshing. The lime juice, the fresh lime juice and the fresh cilantro really give a little flavor and added punch to it. And then you get a little heat with the jalapeno. You throw in some agave for that sweet, that little stickiness we all like with our wings. So every Wednesday, I try to do Wing Wednesday. This one just happens to come on Thursday. Love it. Michael Felder, uh, Stadium College Football Analyst. It's Felder is the Bulletin. We appreciate him hopping on talking some college football. Coming up next, you know what it's time for, Lightning Bets. We've got Thursday Night Football, and we have a big game five in Major League Baseball. We'll hit on that next. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth, Beck Daily, presented, as always, by FanDuel Sportsbook.